the authors of the books of scripture give to us, the readers, a tapestry of different kinds of writing. There are hymns and history, prophecies and poetry, laws, liturgical rubrics, wisdom sayings, and lots of stories. One of the more interesting genres is the lament. The people of God were good at lamenting, <laughs> a practice we're pretty good at ourselves. Oh, poor me is useful, if not always helpful, in the situations that come along in life. We might use words like complaining or grumbling, but lamenting is such a sophisticated word. And it carries a more profound spiritual investment than complaining. A lament usually addresses someone else, as though our misfortune is their fault. And in the scriptures, the lament is directed to God, who is responsible for everything or to blame for everything, depending on one's view of life and one's opinion of God. I like to think that Jeremiah is the patron of lamenting, the Hebrew prophet Jeremiah. If Job is the patron of patience, Jeremiah is the patron of lamenting. And he had good reason to lament. Misfortune seemed to follow Jeremiah at every turn, and he had serious doubts about his ministry as a prophet, and a few doubts about God's wisdom in choosing him to be a prophet. But Jeremiah had a deep faith in God. The lament of Jeremiah always turned to sentiments of confidence that God would intervene and make all things right. And so it was that Jeremiah's lament turned to hope, and his hope turned to praise of God, even before his personal distress was resolved. And so in today's first reading, Jeremiah says, Sing to the Lord. Praise the Lord, for the Lord has rescued the life of the poor. Now Jeremiah surely believed that the Lord hears the cry of the poor, as did the psalmist who penned the line, the Lord hears the cry of the poor. Since those in need, those who were denounced and those who were persecuted, were no match for the powerful oppressors, they trusted that God would step in. And God did. Jeremiah believed this with all his heart. The words of Jesus to his disciples in today's gospel would have been a great comfort to Jeremiah. They must have been for the disciples and they are intended to be for us as well. Fear no one, Jesus says. He's not talking about being naive, but of rooting our anxiety about life in a spiritual consciousness 
one that rests on the promise that we are worth more than even a little sparrow. Why, even the heads on our, even the hairs on our heads warrant God's attention. Why is it with us that sometimes it's so hard to believe that God cares for us so much? Or why do we think that God's care and our hardship cannot exist side by side? Or to put it another way, why do we think that God should save us from pain rather than strengthen us in it? Is it not the latter a greater sign of divine power and divine love? That God strengthen us when we are hurting and in pain? We could look at the unfolding of events around us in these days to see our own Jeremiah experience. The isolation, the anxiety, the grief of so many affected by the coronavirus have given rise to an immense outpouring of compassion across all manner of disparities, ones we perhaps hardly noticed in our communities before now. People of every age and language of every color and faith have come forward with acts of kindness and concern that have made friends of strangers and turned the occasions of loneliness into new companions. The catchphrase, we are all in this together, is a truth we always knew. Maybe we never took it so seriously until now. And then the violence that has surfaced from the deep-seated racism in our society has given rise to an incredible solidarity that has challenged what one political leader has called the original sin of racism. What has transpired has been a realization that the violent and unnecessary death of one person or of more than one person, one body, cannot kill the soul of a community. When one person cannot breathe, then none of us can live freely if we do not breathe in unison with each other. The faith of Jeremiah helps us out here. For Jeremiah, only half the picture is bleak. The other half is radiant with hope, that half that rests with God. That is the half that comes to us through Jesus Christ, a gracious gift, as Paul says, that overflows for the many. Yet we know that being a disciple today is not always easy. There are forces in the world that conflict with the gospel truth that we believe in. There are challenges to our sense of justice and real opposition to the values and the convictions that we stand for. And we believe that the world desperately needs to hear and to heed the call to justice. 
And we can be easily disheartened. But Jesus says that the gospel cannot be held back. Do not be afraid. What was concealed must be revealed. What was secret must be made known. What was said in darkness must be spoken in light. What was whispered must be shouted. Perhaps public protests are shouts for conversion, for a new way of looking at the world and treating people. Like Jeremiah, we make bold to say that God is with us and in God we place our life and our purpose. And so lamenting is not a bad thing. It's part of being a disciple. If we didn't believe in God, we wouldn't lament. We wouldn't complain to God. So lamenting is an act of faith. It can lead to hope and conversion. May it also lead to a new understanding that we can all live together and create an equal place on earth. It is our common home.